when in doubt, just stop. Like, it's the same thing that I tell my team. Take, like, and, it, like, in work, it's just, if, if you're not sure, take the two minutes to ask, and that's going to save you so much pain and resources and time and heartache. And I, and I just, I, I like, I, I forgot it, right? I, I did something that, that she didn't, she didn't agree with. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 247. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an interview with Kristen and Adam. They've been together about 20 years, and non-monogamy has appeared multiple times throughout their relationship. Yeah, this is a super fun conversation, and we're really grateful to them for coming on. Uh, partly because what, by their own admission, they, they talk about how they really could have done things, quote unquote, better. And they they get really vulnerable about the bumps and the learning experiences they've had along the way as non-monogamy kind of like pops up. They didn't really have the resources back when they started. And then they didn't really find them as they, they kind of like moved through this until pretty recently. And so it's been a really interesting journey and a lot of learning for both of them along the way. And so a huge amount of gratitude to both of them for coming on and sharing that and not just painting the the rosy, we did it perfect picture. Yes, it's a wonderful conversation. Before we jump into the interview, we do have a couple of community announcements. So stay tuned. We promise to keep them quick. Stay tuned. Keep your podcast player tuned in. As in don't, don't speed ahead. Okay. The first announcement, shirts are back. Well, they never really left. Right. That's what happened. So we kind of told everybody that they were going to be available for three weeks and then they were going to go away. And then we, so, so the way this whole thing works is a little bit confusing, but basically what we've decided to do is have that three week window where the shirts were much cheaper because, uh, if we order them in a huge bulk quantity, then we get the cost down. Right. And so what we did is we put them back up on the website. You can go and order them anytime you want, but the price has gone up and they'll be available to order. I don't know until, until we decide not to make them available. There's yes. no, there's no official end date, but the point is if you go to our homepage right there, you'll see a link and you can buy the shirts and they are now, I believe $29 instead of $25. Normalizing non-monogamy.com. All the links right there. Go check them out. If you missed the shirt announcement from the previous weeks, it's a shirt that says Give Love with our logo. It's awesome. And we really encourage you to go buy one because we just love to spread the word, spread the love. That's we what love I'm to give to the love. Give the love. Spread the love. And if you did order a shirt, a huge thank you. And they will be coming in like maybe another week or so. So we're super pumped about that. Yes. Next up, we did have an in-person Patreon-only event last week and we had 11 people show up and it was an amazing time. It was really informal, but we all chatted and just had such a good time connecting with people. Yeah, we didn't announce this on the show because it was just for patrons. And the way you get to find out about this is you become an awesome patron. Right. And we, again, as Emma said, we had 11 amazing people. And one of those people actually left us a testimonial a couple of weeks ago. And so we're going to play it here. Uh, and a huge shout out to her and her partner, because 
They've both been a part of just about everything we've done since Patreon started. We've gotten to know them really well. We've met them in real life a few times, and they're fantastic humans. And they happen to be traveling through our neck of the woods at just the right time. Yes. So thank you again, and we'll play that for you all now. Normalizing Non-Monogamy is an amazing podcast, but it's really more than that. I found it at a time when I was feeling alone and strange in the world. And now through the stories that are told there, but also the amazing community, I feel seen and understood and have kinship. And it really has brought me a sense of belonging and we'll be forever grateful to Emma and Finn, but then also the friendships. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And keep on keeping on. And thank you for being an amazing part of the community. We've loved getting to know you and everyone else who is part of our incredible Patreon community. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you would like to join and be able to come find us for fun little gatherings like this, head over to our website again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the Patreon tab and you'll find out that it's really all about community for us and for just a couple of bucks a month you can be a part of this awesome, amazing, supportive community. And we'll see you there. And last but not least, this is separate from Patreon. We have a virtual meet and greet coming up on August 30th. These meet and greets are open to anyone. You just must be respectful and open-minded. They're a great way to log on to Zoom for a couple of hours and hang out with us and a bunch of really cool people and answer fun questions and just chat. Yeah. So they're Again, open to anyone and sign up on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Yeah. And I will just happen to venture a guess that if you join the next one, you'll probably get to meet the amazing person who just left us that feedback. Very likely. Because a lot of our patrons join these every month and it's a great way to sort of get a feel for the Patreon community without committing to that that huge $5 a month uh, price point. <laughs> True. True. The last thing we wanted to say Please reach out to us. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. We'd love for you to come on the show. And we'd love to just interact with you. I don't know. We love hearing from our fans and people who are listening. So reach out to us. Normalizingnonmonogamy.com, just in case you forgot. Just in case you forgot. And we'll remind you after this conversation with Kristen and Adam. Let's go listen. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast, Kristen and Adam. We're excited to have you here today. Uh, and so thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Cool. We'd love for you to just start by introducing yourselves. <laughs> okay. We're Adam and Kristen. We've been married for 15 years this summer and met way back in college and have three children living out in the West. We're in our early forties, early forties. And we, like Adam sort of mentioned, have been in it, but not in it. I think when I wrote to you guys, I kind of said we've, we started out right away in a very sexually explicit kind of promiscuous relationship. I think we both thought when we got together that it was just going to be a sexual relationship. It was hot and heavy as a lot of relationships start out, right? I thought for sure I was going to be able to get rid of her after like six weeks when we graduated. (laughs) Um, But we, in our early twenties sort of discovered swinging, but didn't really know what we were doing and then got married and had children and all that got put on hold. And now 
like I said, in our late thirties, five years ago, Mm -hmm. we came back around to it and realized it was something that we'd always known was in us, but like, we were ready to like dive in head first. And that's where we're at right now. I think we are social swingers, if you will. Um, but we have talked at length and we're still turning it over and over about polyamory. And if that's something that we could make work in our relationship, um, sort of dipped a pinky toe in it in ways, but we're going to figure it out. Just keep plugging ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you again for being here. And can you take us back to like, let's call it swinging round one. What happened that first go around in the, in the early twenties that like you said you discovered it, but then it sort of like took a back seat. Okay. So I think it goes even a little further back and Adam and I made notes were so silly, but like one of the first things he wrote was that before we, like when we got together, that I was much more promiscuous than him. I didn't say promiscuous. I said, uh, we, I, we were, we both did. We both did just fine in college. <laughs> Prior to meeting Adam, I think I had already had two like male, female, male MFM, like threesomes. And that was fun. And there was never any, like for me, there was just never any shame. Like I never subscribed to the role of sorority slut. I'm sure people thought I was, I didn't care. Like I thought it was great and fun to like have those kind of experiences. And so, yeah, definitely meeting Adam. Like I said, it was the very end of our senior year of college. So I didn't think I was going to marry the guy. I thought, Oh, we're just going to have a quick fling. I think he felt the same way. I think we both felt the same way. I denied her sex for the first few, several weeks. Yeah, but you thought you were going to just have a fling. Sometime. I know, but uh, yes, it was. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's an interesting way to have a fling. Right. I was just going to yeah, say. Maybe serious. he secretly yeah. wanted something more serious. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. So I know that my proclivity towards whatever the non-monogamous lifestyle started very young. And I think it was definitely prior to Adam that I knew it was something I wanted to explore and had no shame about it. Like who cares? This is fun. And then Adam and I met and we had an excellent sex life as most 21 year olds do. Right. Like I shouldn't say most, but, and we went on a trip with his family to new Orleans and this was after I'm assuming you two became a little more serious. Yes, We started dating, but it was still very early stages of dating. I mean, maybe we'd only been dating a couple months and he said, my mom and my dad are going to new Orleans and my brother and my sister-in-law. And do you want to come? And I was like, hell yeah. And so we went to new Orleans and I don't even know, this is what I can't recall because it's been almost 20 years. The internet barely existed. Right, the internet didn't exist. (laughs) But yet she somehow found Colette. I was like, you know, there's this sex club called Colette, and I was, I was really. But it was a, it was a, like it was a sex club. It wasn't a swingers club. It was. Well, no, but like, I don't think that we didn't know, like the. I don't even know that we knew the term. We didn't approach it as a swingers club. It was like it was just a sex club. Like you go there and everybody's just gonna be fucking. We didn't really know what to expect, but I just knew that I wanted to check out something kind of scandalous here in New Orleans, like, right, when in Rome. And so we actually ditched the family one night and went to Colette. And we were like 22, 23. 20, we were young. Two. <laughs> 
And it was definitely like very like nerve wracking, but exciting. And we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to so we do. Watched, we watched some porn played around and then finally somebody else approached us and you know, we chatted with somebody on the couch. Like everyone was really nice, you know, like I'm sure we were like had fresh meat, like stamped on our foreheads. <laughs> we just ended up playing with each other. And then there was another woman that kind of like joined in. Yeah. Um, and then everybody just watched, but you didn't have intercourse with her. And yeah, we, I just really thrived on the exhibitionist side of it. I was like, Oh, this is so exciting and sexy. And I don't know. So that was sort of what launched the two of us together into it. And then we came home from that vacation and we, Again, Adam mentioned totally before like the advent of like the internet, right? I mean, it was there, but you know, you always hear people talk about, um, what it was it. We were on adult friend finder. So we got home. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, how do we do this? What do we want to do? Like we, what do we want to do about this? So we came back from new Orleans and got an adult friend finder. And then shortly thereafter, Adam had a military deployment and left me home alone. So this is, and this is all still really early in your relationship. Yes. We were, we, we, I think, I think collectively we had really only spent less than a year together because I, I also had, I also had some training that we were, we were apart for several months, uh, then went to like, went away to grad school and kind of you know, one semester into grad school, I got, I got the order to deploy. So yeah, I kind of just, Hey, I'm leaving for a while. I'll be back in a year. And, uh, so then we, you know, I had, I actually had pretty good access digitally and from a communications perspective, like you wouldn't expect to have, you know, deployed to a war zone. Um, so we talked all the time. Uh, and so just kind of came up, she said, Hey, is it okay if I go find a friend? So yeah. sure, go find like go find a friend. And I don't I don't necessarily know that you said I want a girl. Girl, no. I think may, maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe maybe you said I want to go find a girlfriend, or maybe you just said I want like uh, I want to go find somebody. But it ended up being a, a girlfriend. Yes, and she yeah ended up I think also through adult friend finder still is how we yeah met her. And I say we. He was long gone in a war zone, but I started hanging out with this girl and she had a boyfriend. So I was like their unicorn, I guess if you could say, but I never really messed around with him. It was more about just exploring sort of my buy side. He was there. He was in the background. I had a lot of fun hanging with them. Um, but I think at the time we, we also weren't, yeah, we didn't, uh, again, still didn't really know what we we're doing. <laughs> and didn't, didn't necessarily like, I, I mean, I was, I was still in a war zone. So it's not like, it's not like you would openly share these things. And I didn't necessarily want her sending me pictures cause they were just going to end up on, <laughs> yeah. on a server somewhere. Um, but like it was, I think we just didn't know any better that eventually you, you did you, you, she was with the couple. You know, but like that wasn't something that she said. Hey, is this something? Yeah, that we never you're, discussed like the rules. Is this something you're? <laughs> is this something you're okay with? And then, and then even after it happened, like it wasn't something that she openly shared. And I, I think, like you know, 
I, I look back through all, all these things that we've gone through over the years and like, yeah, we've absolutely not been open and not necessarily been transparent and didn't know that there's a, there's a better way to do it. Yes. And as you, as you kind of expose yourself to it, the common theme is always communication, mm-hmm. openness and transparency. And, you know, I, but I think where people get derailed is that if they weren't, aren't fundamentally sound, then that lack of transparency is going to break you down really quickly. And not to say that we weren't, but we weren't, we were in our early twenties. There was no ring on my finger. Like, I don't think I, I don't know that I even cared if he, I'm sorry. You know, I was 22 years old. Like I wanted to have fun and that wasn't a consideration. There wasn't a family, a marriage. I don't know. It wasn't that important. I was having a good time. And I thought he liked the idea of me being with another woman, which he did. And yeah, I, you know, ultimately I did hook up with her boyfriend as well, but not a lot. And it wasn't really a thing. It just wasn't really a thing. I don't know. And then he did. But it also wasn't something that you shared. Like you shared shared her, but didn't share like, oh, by the way. way. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I also fucked him. Like, but I, you know, I mean, looking back on it, it really wasn't that big of a deal at the time whether it was the, it, the the stage of our relationship or yes. whether that's just who we are, that it wasn't a big deal. I'm not sure. I'd say it was more stage of relationship. Yeah, probably. But I mean, that takes a, a fair bit of like security on your part, Adam, to like, you're, you're in a pretty high stress, high intense situation. And like you said, you, you didn't have a ton of history together. So like, I could see that being a bit, scary and it it sounds like it wasn't it wasn't wasn't like she was cheating but it wasn't like you guys really had the ability to like talk about it all either so sort of like this weird gray zone yeah (laughs) yeah true well i think i think we we both established that it was it was a little bit more like cheating the way i think so i don't think not not with that not with her specifically but during that time frame right Yeah. yeah um but it was fine but yeah, I guess, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just the time to process the information or, or consider the consequences. Yeah. Like we just, I think we were just kind of, whatever happens, happens. Um, yeah. I, and there never was any big follow up or follow through. Adam came home. Um, he did meet her cause he had never met her. He'd been gone the entire time. She hooked up with us. It was almost like a little tit for tat. Like she, you know, she felt like, I don't know if she felt like I owe you this because I don't know. And that was about it. And then it just sort of fizzled. Mm -hmm. Nothing, no big thing, just fizzled. And then I don't know. And then we, I don't, maybe we just sort of let it all fizzle. I I don't know. I think uh, grad school happened and life, life, like life happened. And then we did so that like, that's pretty much like the pause on it in our mid early twenties, 23, mm-hmm. 24. And then, and then yes, life, grad school and marriage and children. And then we moved out West. I think it was, I think it was good that that didn't happen during our twenties. Um, what didn't I, happen? I look like that. We didn't, that we didn't, that we didn't like pursue where we're at now yeah. in our twenties. Yeah. For what, for what reason? It would have been, I think it would have been catastrophic to really, like, probably. I, I very much doubt that if we would have gone down that path that we would still be together. But I also think, again, 20 years ago, there weren't the resources. There weren't Finn and Emma. You know, like we didn't have, we didn't have the, 
the knowledge to say, this is a thing. I think, you know, we're just, well, what, what makes you think, Adam, just like curiosity, what makes you say that you think it would have been catastrophic to your relationship? I think, like, I think it takes, I think it takes some time to like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how open you think you are. You gotta go, you gotta go through some shit together before you really like can be open. Um, and, and really, on, and like be really honest, you know, like when we, when we did enter this a couple years ago, uh, it took us, well, we went through and had the conversations and, um, not all of it was, I, it's hard. I don't think it was necessarily challenging. You oh, just I think it what is. Yeah. Was, um, is, still is. Yeah. But uh, do, you, do you think, do you think those years in your twenties and early thirties were just really important for the foundational foundation of your relationship and building those blocks to get to where you're at now? Yeah, I think so. Um, but there was, I mean, I, I'm during grad school. I, I mean, I was, so we had, we had very different lives. Um, you know, she was, she was supporting us working a pretty, uh, kind of through several jobs. And, but I, you know, I got, I got paid a minimal amount to be in grad school. <laughs> uh, and yeah. then they paid for my school and, uh, but we were, we were actually living a pretty good life back then. And, she was working and, and being a socialite and I was in the lab for 16 hours a day. Um, and so, you know, we had our, we had our good sex life and we had like, I don't think that was ever an issue, but yeah, to, no, in to, our try, early 20, like, yeah. to try and bring another man, that would have been, yeah. I don't, there's no way that there's no way I could have managed that. Um, I just like, I, my focus was completely in a different direction yeah. on this. This is going to be the foundation for our life. Right. Yeah, you know, we were like next... so focused on the career and the marriage and the children more at the point he's talking about more the career and graduate school. But yeah, I don't know. It never was a spoken thing. We just sort of let whatever happened fizzle. It wasn't a bad thing. It just didn't present itself again until like yeah. 10, 15 years later, which yeah. is weird. I think we, we subbed in, like we used to, we used to have sex in everybody's bathroom. In yeah. School. We always had like naughty things we would do together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that was the thing. If, if you got, if, you know, in, like in grad school, you had people that had better than crappy, crappy college apartments. So they had decent, apartments. Yeah. Their, <laughs> their bathrooms were clean. You would actually want to have sex with in them. And so if, yeah, if like, if you had a party uh, and we were there, we were absolutely going to have sex in your bathroom. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so like things like that, like we, you know, subbed in a different, yeah, we had our own fun. It just wasn't with other people. Yeah. <laughs> it was just with each other. And that was great. And it, you know, yeah, still, yeah. there was still adventure and yeah, we don't need yeah. other people to have fun. We have fun together, Yeah, but other people are also fun. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then like super fast forward marriage and two kids later because we have three and no sorry yeah it was two kids yeah but when i was pregnant with kid number two we had just moved out west and got in with a group of friends who were great people and so much fun and we'd go out with them on a friday or saturday night and one of them had a hot tub Right. Isn't that how all swinger stories start in the hot tub? <laughs> but, um, there was always like sexy time in the hot tub with these friends. And, and Kristen always, she always likes boobs. I know. So whatever. I don't know. We just like, 
the girls would just take their tops off, but nothing ever happened in the hot tub with this. Like there'd be three or four couples and it was more just like the girls showing off, but there wasn't anything untowards going on. Like the guys are relatively quiet. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was just, <laughs> the guys were just sitting in the background and all the women were talking. And that was like nothing as far as we knew. And then I got pregnant with child number two and was sort of bummed because we didn't really get invited to the hot tub parties anymore. And I didn't want to go. I was pregnant. I wasn't going to go sit in a hot tub, like with my top <laughs> pregnant belly, which is fine. But unbeknownst to us that whole time there, two of the couples were swapping, but we didn't know that. But obviously like looking back now, duh. Yeah, <laughs> And then, and then, of course, she was she was she was butthurt because how come you didn't ask us yes. to swap? But it's because I was pregnant. I think after baby number two, I'm trying to think where does the story go from there? Hotel. That's and, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there was just at that point you had moved out west, and there was just some like sexier atmospheres, basically, is what you're saying. And then you found out later that the, like more things had happened with other couples, but you weren't involved at we all. We were not so, involved. Yeah, yeah, but it was much part to their of, chagrin, right? <laughs> but it was it was at least like you're like, oh, this is a thing, a thing. like this can happen, yes. and you, yeah, yes. And then this is sort of where it kicked off for us. Is my friend and I took our daughters to see a ballet performance um, up in the big city, <laughs> and and we got a hotel room. And then we had a babysitter watch the two young girls and the two of us went out and had like a girl's night out on the town. And then when we got back to the hotel, the girls were asleep and we were in the bathroom together, the two of us brushing our teeth and like the girls were long asleep. I mean, it was like midnight and they're really little, by the way, we were in the bathroom and I just told her she had just had her boobs done and they looked awesome. And I just said, I, Oh, I love them. I want to, I want to feel them. I, I really would like to get mine done someday. And I said, do you mind if I feel them? And she of course said, that's fine. And yeah, so we got hot and heavy in the bathroom and then we just went to bed. Like nothing else really happened. Like a big makeout session in the bathroom, got to feel her new boobs and, and it was super cool and exciting. And then I came home the next night. No, yeah, I was I was traveling, so you called um, me. I don't know. And I told Adam all about how you know how that went down. And that was exciting for both of us, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then fast forward a week or two. Yeah, it was like a week or two. And then we were in We like, were in the hot tub. We were in a hot tub. A yeah. hot tub. And yeah. just the two of us, and she came over and joined us. And then the three of us hooked up. Yeah. And that sort of launched everything. And she, she did become the quintessential like unicorn. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, at this point, I swear we still didn't know like swinging. We hadn't listened to a podcast, hadn't read a book, hadn't read the ethical slut, blah, blah, blah. We were just having fun hooking up with this girl who was a really good friend of ours. Like, obviously, like I said, our daughters are friends. We do things together it felt like really easy. It wasn't like somebody we found on Cassidy and not that that's not easy. That can be easy too and fun and comfortable, but it was so organic. Um, And I think I really enjoyed that aspect of it. 
Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened. And she was super cool with it. And she was not married at that point. Cause I did mention she had children, but, um, she was divorced at that point. And I don't know. Where does it go from there? I don't know. But I mean, that kind of went for a little while. That did go for a little while. And then you got so that was just kind of, that was just casual. That was just, yeah. yeah, like it was, it was, it felt easy. It added fun, but there wasn't any, uh, it didn't go any further than that. It Correct. sounds like it was just, it was just more fun in the moment. And when it happened, it happened. And yeah. there was like you, no discussion about what are we doing or anything like that. And then, um, then I did get pregnant again with number three. And at that, I point, love the way you present. Like, I oh love my kids. <laughs> like it's been a lot of this story we're telling pregnant. <laughs> so I got pregnant with number three. And I'd say most of my pregnancies, I wasn't terribly interested in having sex. I, you know, I don't know. Some women are really different. I was very jealous of my girlfriends who would say, Oh, I was so horny when I was pregnant. That was not the case for me. Much to Adam's chagrin. I'm sure he was sad, but sure. we were to the point with this woman that I was like super comfortable with just calling her up and being like, can Adam come over to your house? Like, can you just please have sex with him? Because I don't want to. And I was like, really good with that. And that's what they did. Not all the time. Again, it was still pretty casual, but if there was like a Friday or Saturday night, I don't know. She lived in our neighborhood. He'd take the dog for a walk and wind up over there and usually tell me where he was. I mean, like, I don't think it was never like, even if it wasn't, Planned. planned out ahead of time. Like, I don't think I really cared at that point. I was happy that his needs were being met <laughs> and, I and think- it was exciting for me. And I think that was the other ding, ding, ding. It was exciting for me. I was like, Oh, I like this. That he was having, yes. that he was having, that, yeah, that he was having fun, getting pleasure yeah. and doing his own thing. So that was probably the biggest light bulb was that, Oh, not only am like I happy that I don't have to have sex with my husband while I'm eight months pregnant, <laughs> like I think it's cool that he's having sex with somebody else and having a good time and she's being pleased and everyone's just happy about it. So what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so where did it go from there? Okay. That's um, a good question. No, I, I think it, I think it was still kind of there. And then, uh, so we, I mean, I, I think it might, might've got, they might've become more sporadic over yeah. time. Um, you know, we just had more going on and, and, and whatnot. And then, I mean, really, I think the next, the next phase would have been with the, with the house. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah I guess so. <laughs> so, so I'm going to tell this one just cause it's, it's a good story. Um, so, you know, we, we still kind of had this going on. Uh, definitely. I mean, I, so we, we got, we built a new house and we had, you know, security cameras and, uh, she was traveling, uh, one weekend. And so I had our friend over and I, I had the, I had like, it was like a ring camera, right. And it kind of does like 10 minutes at a time if you tell it to. So in real time, I was actually, I was, uh, with our friend sending it to her, to, to Kristen while she was watching it. And so, you know, she didn't necessarily see like this the was first... after the baby was born. Yeah. Like this was months later. 
Yeah. No, it was like a year later. That was two years later. Two years later. Yeah. Yeah. So So she was still in the picture. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, like I was sending her the video and she was kind of texting as, as we were kind of in the middle of it, which was actually, which was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and then I think we kind of kept going with that. And then it was really not the long after that, that, uh, we were having all the landscaping done. She, she had a thing for the landscaper. Um, yeah, our new house, we yeah. had a landscaper come in and I don't know. Well, she's got, she's got like a, she's got like a mill fantasy. She <laughs> likes that dominance thing, you know, <laughs> like the, you know, like the, the help pleasing her. As no. The, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was very much like Adam in the sense that he was like authoritative. Like, I mean, not that Adam rules over me, but in his job, his career, his demeanor, just, he knew what he wanted and he was very direct and I just sort of had the hots for him. Yeah. I don't know why. And my girlfriend, I, and I've told all my girlfriends this and they were giving me so much grief <laughs> about <having laughs> the hots for the landscaper. Um, <laughs> but it opened up a conversation. Yeah. So we started, so we had, we had a hot tub at the new place. And so we would have discussions in the hot tub. And so she said, what do you think? What do you think about me and the landscaper? I was like, more like in a joking way, but maybe not. I don't think it was a joke. Okay. You never push it <laughs> a joke. She's like, what? Like, what if I? What if I said I wanted to, uh, you know, seduce the landscaper? Seduce landscaper, and I was like, yeah, go for it. And so her compensation was so I, you know, I tra- I traveled, especially back then I was traveling a lot for work, and so she's like, well, you know, get on, like, get on Tinder, you know, get on, get on the apps, like you can totally if if i'm going to do this when you travel you should you know you should get some Have too same and of know. course i responded and said I, you know like i travel on mondays and tuesdays and wednesdays like i don't think it's as easy as you think it is she's like ah look at you you're fine you're fine you'll make it happen and uh so we kind of went back and forth on that for a little while and um and it 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 was almost like she was trying to compensate and say like if, well, if i'm going to do this you also have to do it I didn't necessarily think that I, I, I also, I really thought that it was going to be more of a challenge for me because I, you know, it's not like I was three nights in one town and I, and at the same time, I'm, you know, at, at this point in, in life, I wasn't necessarily just trying to find a piece of ass for at a bar. Uh, yeah. yeah like, true. I think there, there's definitely something about, you know, knowing that you have the ability to pick somebody up, but, um, I, I'm, I'm a little more controlled in the sense of, I would, I would like to have that, have that plan, if you will. Right. Like I want like, I, I need to, I need to plan out my day cause I have to, I have business yeah. to take care of, which is, which sounds really dumb, but th- I mean, that's the way, that's the way life works when you're, when you're doing business travel, I guess. Um, yeah. so we, so I said, yeah, go for it. The, as it went, as it went, right. The gardener was not, was in- not a gardener. <laughs> Sorry, no, landscaper. I, I, say, I say gardener because it's just setting it up for the porn thing. I, <laughs> so it's like, because then that's when I know, definitely tried. I yeah. like, and I laid it out there, and I was honest with him about where Adam and I were at with it. I said, you know, Adam and I have been talking about this. It, so it was actually the same night that uh, that I was sending her video. She was in a hotel by herself, yeah. and she was and she was taking sexy photos, and she sent me sexy photos. And I said, who'd you send them to first? Did you send them to me or did you send them to him? <laughs> and they went to him. Yeah, first. they went to him first. But like that, like that wasn't that wasn't a problem. They at weren't all. super explicit though. No, they and weren't they weren't dirty. He, but they were, 
they were they were was sort of floored. Like I think yeah. his mind was totally blown. I think he was in the dark that like people do this, and he really believed that Adam was going to beat the shit out of him, and he didn't. It wasn't that he didn't want any part of it, but I think he was just like, whoa. Yeah. And we actually, I had a, like, I had a conversation with him and, and I said, I said, Hey, like, if this is, if this works for you, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, and he, and he just, he looked he looked me dead in the eye. He's like, I don't understand you guys. Um, <laughs> and so, I, so, you know, I think that kind of, I, I, I think there was still, it was still a little bit of fun. Uh, even if there was nothing that was going to come of it, it was still a little bit, it was some fun to just kind of talk about it. Yes. But uh, yeah. Like flirty and yeah. exciting. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I did, I got, I got on, I think I got on Tinder. Uh, and then she said, well, <laughs> unbe- I definitely had some FOMO <laughs> un- unbeknownst to me. She also got on Tinder because I wanted um, to know what was like, how yeah. does that work? Like we didn't date in the era of, you know, online dating and Bumble and all that stuff. So I don't yeah. know. So of course, you know, she got on Tinder and within like a day, uh, she had somebody, she had more than one person hit her up and she's like, Hey, I found this guy. And I was like, on what? I'm like, well, I'm on Tinder too. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah. And so like, it was kind of a shock to me. Um, because this was, this was going to be a thing for him, for him for, yeah, like for, for me, you. like kind of like when he to, traveled, to traveled, and you know, and, I, and again, I had zero expectations. Like I, I, I didn't think that I was necessarily going to just every city I went to, right? Like I'm going to have somebody there, um, and so, but you know, of course, she's a beautiful woman, so like even like it doesn't matter. Any woman is still going to have a bunch of guys hitting on her, <laughs> and let alone a beautiful woman is of course going to find somebody within a day. And, uh, and the weird thing that threw me honestly was she said, and, and so when I said, all right, this is really weird, but sure. Cause it was, a, it was, a, it was just a very different, uh, scenario than what we originally kind of talked about. Was, yes. This goes back to the whole like communication, communication, communication thing. Yeah. We didn't do that part. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, let's get on Tinder and you get on Tinder and then I'm going to get on Tinder without telling you. And yeah, I don't know. And jumped into it very head first. Yeah. So, uh, I said, all right, let me, let me just sit on it for a while. I'm a scientist. I like to plot these, like I can have 18 different scenarios, 18 different ways to do something, but I like to kind of think it through that way. I can, I can pivot really quickly because I've already thought through that scenario. I've always got my backup, whatever. And I just, I didn't really have the time to process. Uh, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was busy. It's not like, before like, I was like, yeah, she I'm was gonna like, meet him. She was like, "Hey, I'm like, I want to go on a date with this guy." And I was like, "Uh, like rules? Do we need to like set this up? How do we like? There's how are we gonna approach this? You know?" And then the thing that that really kind of messed with my head is she's like, "Yeah, he's he's, he's a lot like you." And nothing it, like you. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it, it turned out she she read him very wrong, and 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 he was not he was not we were not the same personality. But I I like that kind of struck me. I was like, wait a minute, like. If you, if you already like me, why would you want another me? Well, wouldn't you want somebody different? Wouldn't you want something? Wouldn't you want, isn't that a little bit of what this is, is to explore different people. Right. But I mean, that's where I was at the, at the time where I, cause I obviously this is my partner for life. So 
why like anybody who's similar to her is always going to be inferior. So why would I want someone like you? Because they're never going to measure up. Like, and this was my mindset. Why would I want someone like her? Because they're never going to measure up to what she is because she's always going to be the best. And when, so, so like really fucked with my head when, when she said that to me. And so like, I wasn't, and that like put me on a different path and I wasn't quite able to process the way, the, the way I thought I could work through it in a logical you know, mm-hmm. scientific based way, like, you know, just working through the facts and whatever. And, and so, and, but she was just head in, ready to go. Like, let's do this. I'm ready I'm to go. Yeah. Um, just a little bit. And so, you know, we are, we, I would say it wasn't even discussing. It was kind of arguing and I wasn't, I was like, just like step on the fucking brakes. Like, just give me a, just give me a minute here. Um, and, and at this point too, just to clarify, you hadn't met anyone on Tinder at the moment. No. Right. No. Yeah. Okay. We're getting um, to that though. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we kind of went back and forth and, and I said, all right, like I'll be okay with this. You just gotta like, give me some time here. Like, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a problem for us. I don't think this is like, but just give me some time. And then I, you know, I had, I had a work trip and, uh, and it was, it, it, I wouldn't say that I wasn't given the choice, but it almost felt like I wasn't given the choice. Um, but again, like I I think my, my takeaway from all these things, and we've got plenty more of things that we should have done that we didn't do, but like, if you have the solid foundation, you can work through these things. And, uh, you know, it's, it, yeah, it wasn't going to break us, but we went about it the wrong way. (laughs) Long long term, right. You say like, Oh, we, we went, we went through the, all those stupid things and we're still fine. So we can make, we can make it through anything. Um, so I went on this trip and it was like the timing, the timing of the way it worked out. She didn't believe me, but I, I called her literally as she was being picked up by this guy. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, you know, all the conversations that we had, all like my, my reservations, it'll be fine. You know, just don't be stupid. We'll be fine. And at like within minutes, this guy's wife contacted me on Facebook and I just, I read that and I was like, Oh, like you gotta be kidding me. Right. She's just trying to distract me because to be clear, just to back up, they were very much in, in the lifestyle. Like she Mm -hmm. was aware that her husband was taking me out on a date. Like she knew who I was. She knew who Adam was. She contacted Adam almost like moral support. I guess I uh, see. I didn't read it like moral support. I read it that she was just trying to distract me so that her husband could fuck my wife. Like that's, that's, that, and so like I totally put her off. Uh, and, but the timing of it was, is, is Chris, Kristen was like, Oh, well you're just saying that it's okay because you now you're going to fuck her. And like, so like, but, it, and I think like all that came in, right. Because we weren't, we weren't completely like, I don't know. Like we were still, we still had a little more to unpack. Yeah, that, definitely. Right. And so, you know, like, like these conversations happen the way they did. Uh, but again, we're, like we're fine. So, um, and, but we could have, we could have approached it in a much more constructive manner. We could have. Um, so, but she contacted you while I was, I mean, you'd already talked. Yeah. No, no. I mean, so they had their, they had their date for that entire, for that evening. I just, I, I was, I was just, I was humoring her, right? Like, oh, ah, whatever. Like, she's just trying to distract me. And then, uh, like, within, the and then next, you guys set up your own date. Like, yeah, within 
I was gone for a few days so that like we still kept talking and, and, and then finally I said, all right, sure. Let's, let's give it a shot. Um, so then when I got back a couple days after I got back, we like, we went out together. And so then, you know, we kind of had both these things and it was very brief that we dated yeah. separately. Like he went out with her a few times. I went out with him. And then, and so I wanted to keep it that way because I still wasn't completely settled with like what was going on. I, you know, I still hadn't kind of processed all of it. And, uh, and, just, no, we and so you wanted to keep this separate date. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it was, I had, I, well, from what I remember, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was somehow concerned with like seeing someone else with my wife or anything like that. It was just, I, I needed to compartmentalize a little bit and, and decide what I want out of this too. Um, and, and with, and with the separate, it was sort of a little out of sight, out of mind, like you're okay, but maybe I don't want to be like immersed in it. Right. Right. Yet. Yeah. 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 What, what is, what is this going to be for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, we still hadn't had like that big conversation. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. but uh, like, uh, like uh, the early, the early part of, of all this, she forced me into it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we ended, up, we ended up going out with them as like a, you know, as like couples. Yes. Then we went out together, the four yeah. of us. Um, so then we, so then we hooked up with them at, at our house and it was fun. It was and, super fun. Yeah. And I, and I think that was kind of where it started. Like, Oh, that's like, this is way this, more fun. This is a thing. That's where I was like, Oh, okay. I think I prefer I think part of it was because I wasn't that into him. I think she would have been fine separately dating though. Mm-hmm. Like she was yeah, more 100%. into my husband than I was into her husband, but I enjoyed the four way connect and there isn't even any like good, like delineation. I don't know what, what the word I'm looking for is. It went to shit. It all blew the fuck up. I don't even know how or why. <laughs> I think like part of it was I didn't I didn't realize that she was really looking for more of a poly like like true yeah. separate separate relationship. Yes, we had fun the four of us, but she yeah. was always concerned about whether or not I was into her husband and like if I was going to keep seeing him because she really wanted to keep seeing Adam and she really kept pushing her husband on me and I wasn't that into him, but I was into the four of us. I think I liked being in the four way. Maybe cause I was more into Adam and her than I was her husband. I don't know. Yeah. And, and you, you like if, if it would have been presented as a different scenario where it's like the couple couples and couples, you might've even said that was taken one for the team. A little bit. To some degree. Yeah. Right. Um, he wasn't awful. It just wasn't, you know, yeah. I don't know. It just um, didn't so, click like, and so I, and like, I was naive in that I, I just didn't, I like, I approach it to say that like, I'm a guy, I can, I can have sex with a woman that I don't know and don't know her name, you know, but generally speaking, all the, all the women that I've ever been with, you, having an emotional connection makes it better, right? It makes it better for not just, not just me, but her, but like, if I can please her in a way that brings with more emotional connection. So I kind of thought like, Hey, this is the way it goes. Right. I did not realize really what she was, what she was aiming at was more of like separating me from her. She wanted a true poly relationship yeah. and Adam thought it was maybe more friends with benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, so that wasn't little, super clear. Like 
Yeah. You know, she would show up at his work. She got a little clingy, a little fast. It blew up. It just blew up. Yeah. Yeah. But really what it came down to is that we, they're, they weren't our people. Right. So like, you know, they just, I, we, we kind of, we said, Oh, here's somebody and we should, there we're in a, we're in a smallish town. So there's probably not that many of them. We should just go ahead and grab this. Um, and that may not be the best, uh, mindset all the time, (laughs) but you didn't know better. You didn't know better. But see now that got us to the point where I was like, we better start doing some, some studying, some learning. (laughs) And so then I was like reading the ethical slut and searching for podcasts and that's how I come to you. And about how long, about how long ago was this? 20, it's 2019, 2019. So not that long ago. Yeah. And that's, that's how you said you found us. Yes. Which so is then <laughs> I was like, okay, I think we both were realized that we needed to kind of take a step back and yeah. talk about what was going on. And so then I did do the deep dive and I definitely read the ethical slut and listened to some podcasts. I think I initially searched more on the polyamory side, thinking that that's what we wanted, even though, like I said, I had really enjoyed the four way connect. And then I stumbled onto your podcast and you guys were like super new, like 2019 was that we were fairly new. Yeah. We started in 2018. Okay. Um, and I think I kind of binged whatever you had and that's how we found Cassidy through your link. And so then we got on Cassidy Mm -hmm. and that's actually a funny little side story within a few weeks of being on Cassidy, but I, a girl that does my eyelashes texts me. She's like, Oh my God, I just found you on Cassidy. And I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) you know, but exactly the whole thing that I said about if they're on there, there's no need to be embarrassed because they're in it for the same thing as us. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, They're on it too. Right? Yeah. So there's not any, it wasn't, it really wasn't, it was an initial like moment of, Oh my gosh. But then it was fine. And I, I, I think, I mean, we've met in our, I don't know, I guess in our town, there have been a good amount of, a good amount of people that have dipped their toes into it. But what we found is that they were, they weren't stable to begin with. And so it was just, it was there, it was the beginning of the end for them. No, but like, listen, what, what do, why are we talk, why are we having this conversation? It's not to tell our story, right? The whole, like the whole reason that we listened to their podcast was to, was to learn, right? Like is, is so like, it's to share how, how we made mistakes and hopefully that we can, <laughs> we can, we can preclude someone else from making the same mistakes that we made. Right. And so like with that, with that first couple, like, I, uh, like, it was like that openness is like, Hey, if, if this is a thing and it's okay for me to, to be with another woman, then, then it's fine for me to be with another woman whenever, whenever, like, like, so, and one of the things that we had, we had issues with was just, it's, if, if it's okay on a Monday, it's not necessarily okay the next Thursday. Like that's still something you have to, I didn't understand that. Oh, you didn't get that? No, I love that. But that was, I know you did. So the, again, we're, we're kind of going back to our notes. Sorry. Um, we're like, you just backtracked a little. I know, but it's, but it's a point that I want to make okay. It's to say that like, it comes back to the openness and the communication is that is, is I, I think plenty of people have, have, everybody does it their own way, but 
it all, like if you if you approach it to say we're good and everybody's open and you can have sex with whoever you want whenever you want you don't have to clear it with me right then that's that's how you live but if you don't actually have that conversation then you yeah. absolutely have to clear it with each other that was the point that i didn't quite understand is i i kind of said well you said i can have sex with whoever i want right like so it doesn't matter when or where it comes i can just have sex with this woman it's fine but what we found was that that was not okay. <laughs> it was not okay that I didn't tell her that I was going to meet up with this woman. Um, whereas I thought I kind of had the green light. Uh, and I, I, I think that was a, that was a good learning for us. Oh, you're saying that's part of where it went wrong with them. I don't know. You know, so I think, and that was, it contributed to some of the, some of the concerns that we had. Mm-hmm. And so that was an experience you went through where, where Adam, you, that it was sort of like, Hey, we're open. I, you know, in some sense, like I'm just a single dude now running around. I can do what I want when I want, how I want. And learned quickly that that, that's not necessarily what, that's not necessarily the agreement you two landed on, but that is, like you said, that could be somebody's agreement. Like, right. Hey, yeah, you know, we have that agreement, but that really wasn't, where you do yeah. you necessarily story. acted on that plan either. I mean, like I said, she sort of started showing up a lot. Yeah. But I, like, and if, it so wasn't if I was, cleared. If I was, if I was traveling, then, then yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like that whole hall pass, whatever. Cause thing, you know, prior to that, I, I had plenty, I, when I was traveling for years prior to that, I had plenty of opportunity of, you know, I, I had couples soliciting me and it, you know, this was not a conversation that, that the two of us had had. So of course, like I didn't, I didn't do anything, you know, and I had, I, had we had that conversation, I totally could have hooked up with couples <laughs> all across the country. No, I'm no, they did actually proposition me. I'm not making this up. I could have I I been, I could have been an amazing bull for the last five years without oh, even knowing it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Time to make make up some ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time, yeah. Time no, I I think that's an important note to make because like there are assumptions that that can be made without like you don't even necessarily realize it yeah. without then you're like afterwards or later on you're like oh well yeah we could have done that differently like I just assumed this because this is where my brain went because I didn't know any better yeah. but uh, once we talk about it and figure it out a little bit differently like oh this is a maybe a, a healthier way in our relationship to go about this yeah. and it's not a it's not a it's not like it's honestly it's not like i learned i learned i didn't learn from that first situation because it just recently if if the if the door is open then it like i'm an adult right i, I you know we we are we are linked and we are partners in life and we do all these things and but yet she still has her own life. I still have my own life. She has her social circle, you know, whatever. So if it's open, it's open. But even just in the last couple of months, I realized like, Oh shit, I, I when in doubt, just stop. Like, it's the same thing that I tell my team take like, and it, like in work is this, if, if you're not sure, take the two minutes to ask, and that's going to save you so much pain and resources and time and heartache. And and I, and I just, I, I like, I, I forgot it. Right. I, I did something that, that she didn't, she didn't agree with, uh, because we didn't, we didn't talk it through. We didn't, we just, you can't have rules for every scenario because, and that, that's what everybody, it seems like is a common thread. You try and define all these rules 
say, well, if this happens, then do this. If this happens, then, well, what happens if the thing that you didn't think of, like, well, I'm just going to make that assumption and hope it, hope it turns out all right. No, you step, you just step away from the situation. You, you call your partner and you say, Hey, this is what's happening. This cool. And, and if, if they say, and I think there's the, and it's the doubt is that she thought, well, the reason you didn't ask me is because you thought I'd say no. Well, no, it's, it's not that I thought you'd say no. It's that honestly, I thought it was cool. I thought, I thought we, I, I assume that you would be okay with it. And she would have been okay with it if I had just called her and said, this is what's going on. But the fact that I didn't call her was when it was not okay. And, and so like that was, I should have learned that in 2019. And yet here's, here's, I'm going to take my watch watch off. So, um, so I should have learned it in 2019 yet here we are three years later. And I, I, I still did the same thing just like a month ago. Um, and so, you know, it's not a, there's no perfect science here. Well, and, and, and I think that's a great point for sure. And it's sort of a good transition to like, what, like, where are you to today? Like, what is, what is your dynamic look like today? Having gone through multiple, it sounds like multiple iterations, multiple, like try it. That didn't work. Try it again. Here's some new rules. Take those rules away. Like where, where has the iterative process been? brought you to in 2022 i don't ever think there were a ton of rules to begin with we're pretty flexible like adam said like as long as i think as long as you're checking in and you know i hate the term rules no i so i think um that so we we've someone someone contacted me locally so i i do still have i like if i'm traveling uh, and I have the time, I guess you would say, cause sometimes I, I'm traveling and I'm just, I'm just point A to point B and I'm doing my thing. And th- so there's no way that I could even try and meet somebody. And, and it's not, honestly, it's not like over the last couple of years that I've, I've met a ton of people. I, and I don't even necessarily want to meet someone to hook up. I, a lot of times I travel on my own and I just, I'd like to have dinner with somebody. There's like that little bit of sexual tension knowing that I could have sex with them. But that doesn't mean I am going to, but also to meet someone that isn't like, is attractive and knowing that I have a, a beautiful wife at home. I like, there's like, I have no, I'm uh, just no, give, me, give me a second. I have, <laughs> like, I have no, I have, like, you know, when you're like, when you're, when you're single and you're 20, right. All you want to do is get laid. And, and, if, and like, right. So like, so like now I, I don't have that pressure. I can, I can just, enjoy meeting new people and learning about new people and like having just, you know, me that's enjoying that part of the social aspect. So someone, I, I happened to, I, I turn it off when I'm at home cause we're in a small town. Uh, I, I left it on and they saw me. Like your it, Tinder. Yeah. Sorry. Explain Bum, what Bumble, you left sorry. on. I, I left Bumble on and they said, Hey, I saw, I saw you on Bumble and, and they contacted me and they started asking about what, like, I'm, I'm curious to know more about your relationship. And so, of course, you know, me, me being, I guess, the because he posted on Bumble that he was in an open relationship. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just, I, yeah, talked for a little bit, and and then I, and then I told Kristen about it, and uh, and so we said, ah, like, yeah, I, and I said, I don't think, I don't think there's anything to this. I think she's just curious. So I was, I was talking to her, and um, I lost my train of thought from the original question. I think where you were going was trying to answer Finn's question about where are we now? Yeah. And this 
woman had contacted him and said she was curious about his situation. And I think you brought it to me. And I said, I don't remember. I say, yes, like go yeah. talk to her. Yeah. Like, but I think that's, what's always been sort of intriguing. Like I said, with our first unicorn friend or whatever, I really enjoyed Adam having this separate relationship with her. And as much as I enjoy the social swinging aspect, you know, we've been to desire and we've definitely hooked up with, you know, people here and there in Vegas. And, and we have some local friends who we've hooked up with on and off, but at this point we're just decided that we're better off to have a friendship. And she is actually one of my very best friends. Um, but now we're just pants on friends in the lifestyle. But anyway, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> we, he brought this to me about this woman who was interested and curious. And I kind of felt curious too. I thought, well, maybe this is an opportunity to explore solo dating again. And maybe even more like monopoly. Cause I'm not terribly interested in dating somebody right now. Like life is good. Our sex life together is good. I'm happy if we go out with another couple. Um, I'm not actively seeking out something on the side. I'm busy with the kids and life and, and Adam's busy too. But the difference is I have a great social circle. I'm incredibly social and Adam is a, a little more reserved and doesn't have the friends to lean on. Like I said, I have a local friend who's in the lifestyle. And so she's who I spill all my guts to. She knows everything and Adam doesn't have anyone to talk to about it. So I think it was very intriguing to him when she was like, Oh, tell me about how this works for you and your wife. I'm interested. I think Adam felt like, Oh, I have someone I can confide in now too. And maybe it goes further and maybe we develop a relationship. And that's, that's really where we're at is trying to figure out if this is something we could pursue. It did get a little wonky, which he sort of referenced earlier. Cause again, lack of communication, right. And we're sort of just right. I think you guys kind of walked it back a little. I think it started down a trajectory that I wasn't comfortable with until Adam and I got back on the same page. Now they're talking. It's more friendly now. Mm -hmm. Maybe I, I think cock blocked I, you a little bit. Yeah. I think you'd absolutely. Cause I got me. nervous. I think I got a little, like it's something I want, but I don't know how you get there. But it was, it was still like we we were at the, at the very beginning of kind of just, just getting to know each other. And, and she saw it as like, Oh, you're totally going to have this on the side. I, and, and all like it there, you couldn't have thought of a, of a worse way for it to go down. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was at a bar with a bunch it, of my girlfriends. Like, and so we've lived here for years, never seen this. Yeah, we've never run into this person never, before. Never run into this particular person. It just so happens that like two or three weeks into them talking. Well, no, maybe no, it I'm was wrong. it was it was two days after we met in person yeah, for the first meet. time after talking on just just like you texting for like a month. No, it was it was a couple months by then. Oh, okay, it was it, so and. It, and I, I approach it to just say, Hey, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. I had, I had zero expectations for anything. And they had a friendly drink. It and didn't so, go anywhere like that. But you know. years go by, never seen this person. And then two days after we met for the first time, she sees her at a bar. And so instead of just letting it go, she has to, she has, and it was a, it was more of a confrontation than it was a friendly conversation. I had a couple <laughs> drinks. 
And I but that know. like that's that speaks to we like there. I was saying there's nothing there's it nothing here until there is. It wasn't uh, a confrontation where there was no like <laughs> fight or anything. She knew who I was. I knew who she was, and she was getting ready to leave. And I flagged her over, and I was like, "Sit down, have a drink with me," because that's just who I am. I'm like, I maybe I am a little confrontational, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. We, it was sort of an uncomfortable conversation. And then I came home and I was like, I don't like her. <laughs> like, I don't really know why I just decided I didn't like her and I didn't want Adam to see her anymore. So yes, I totally cock blocked him. And then yes, more reading and podcasts, like in a week or so go by. And I said, okay, I just, I jumped the gun. I think I can do this. Let's talk about it. And we had another long long discussion. There were some tears. It's hard. It's so difficult. I don't like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And so just kind of to summarize, like to answer Uh, Finn's question, I think where, where you're at now, and I'm going to see if I can do this justice is like you, you, both of you over the last three ish plus years, you've gone down swinging route. You've been, you've traveled to clubs, you've hooked up with couples, you've kind of been in that scene and explored that scene. And now you're still doing that and exploring that here and there. And, but you also have very busy lives. And like, like you said, um, Adam may go down this road with this other person and may do more of a solo, solo, uh, dating slash other relationship potentially, but you're still trying to figure that out and see how that works and lots of hard conversations, how you feel about it. Like it's, it's not easy. It is not easy. So, and who knows if that would ever happen for you too, Krista, but you don't know that you're right now. That's not where you're at. Definitely. Like, and that's when we had like the couple hard conversations we've had in the last couple of weeks, even that was one thing I've said, like, I'm never going to take that off the table because this thing obviously is constantly evolving has been since our Mm twenties. And I think never say never. So it's not something I'm terribly interested in right now, but it's definitely something I want for him. I think we have, we've, we've, we've aligned some time ago that, uh, and it's not like a, it's not necessarily a libido thing, I would say, but, um, you know, even so the, the other day we had, we had some fantastic times, right? And like, Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Then the next day I'm like, I want to, I want to build on that. That was some great sex. We should do it again. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, like, I, like you did me, you did me great. I'm, I don't, I don't need you right now. <laughs> Whereas like, I, I'm saying, I would say, yes, I like, I don't know how you say that. Cause we're not like mismatched libidos, but he, de- maybe we are. Cause yes, Adam obviously wants it more than I do. Yeah. But and that, like for me, that's, that's part of like, but it's not just the sex. Yeah. It's definitely, like I said, looking for some companionship for Adam, some intellectual, stimulation other than just listening to me talk about my day with the children. Not that I'm not enough for him, but just, I think you oh, don't say use, that. Don't say it that way. No, I know. But like <laughs> yeah. you could use a friendship outside of mine or sure. I don't know. I like the, the where we are in a conservative area. Uh, and so it's not like my local friends. I can have that conversation with. Right. Yeah. Right. I've got, I've got right. you know some longtime friends, but it, but they're still not. They're. It's not that I'm worried about being judged, or that I, I, I or I'm worried about her being judged or anything. That is just not. 
it's just not really like, it's just not really a conversation dudes have. I don't like it's it's not like it's okay, you know, I don't know. And so when, like women talk about it. I, I've heard you even before, oh, uh, like most of my friends e- yeah, even before we went down this path. I've heard you talk to your friends about about our sex from, yeah. like, ten years ago, right? Like. Sure. Very much more open than than guys are generically, right? That and that's it's a stereotype because it's true, right? Um, and so, yeah, having like I think having that was part of like our first our first friend was like I could have that conversation and and what I've what what I found is that with somebody asking about it, I talk about it and I I talk about how how we communicate and how we how open we are. It it pushes me to make sure that we actually do that. Cause I'm almost, uh, cause if I don't do that, then I'm selling myself, I'm selling us as a false promise of what our relationship actually is. So of being an open relationship, of, of we're be, not open with each be, other. Yes. Of being open and transparent. And like, we talk these things through. And so, you know, in the last couple months, I, I'm, I'm saying this is how we are. And then I come home and say, and like an interaction that the two of us have. And I say, oh, I should, I should have handled that better. Because I'm selling us as not as being like the perfect couple, but being as like, we are good communicators. Yes. I think also that's where she's unsure now. Minus the cock block where I was like, don't see her anymore. And like I said, now they're back to talking again. But she's now that I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Press on, go forward. I'd love to see where this relationship develops with you and this woman. She's weary, I think, because... I think she feels on the outside and she doesn't totally understand like, you know, um, that there is, there, that there she is, thinks that because there um, is a segregation, but there's also like, we like, yes, but I'm not going to, the things that I talk about with her, just like yes. she doesn't tell me what she talks about with her friends. I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to go back to my wife and say, Oh my, this is, but what, that's her concern is right. that I'm going to know everything about her and she's not going to go know anything about me because I'm not in the picture. I, I think I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 There's insecurities on her end as well. Yes. And that yeah. is definitely yeah. something that I think I know me from my perspective is sometimes I forget the other person, the other parties, person or persons. Yeah. I always think it's just between Adam and I, but when you do this, it's not just the couple. Right. Yeah, that's like that's part that's 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 what I, it's one of the things that I find a little odd as far as like the some some of the swinger lifestyle of of like unicorn and a little bit of like the objectification and like so we, it's we've had a we've had an interesting conversation as far as like if you bring a third in is mm-hmm. the is what's who 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 has the priority. I feel that it's the, it's your guest. It's your guest <laughs> that has the priority. And so, you know, and, and is it, should it be equal? I don't think it should be equal. I think that the guest should get more attention and it's not a 50, 50 split between the other female and my wife. My like, and, and so we've had some conversations over, over where that goes. And Cause I think in threesome, somebody always gets left out a little bit. Not if you don't think you're getting left out. That's like, why it's almost just easier to send you on your merry way. With yeah, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think what I love is just like you two for the last twenty years or so have just been figuring out what works, and you try you try this for a little bit, and you know you step on a rake here, <laughs> and uh, you know you find your way, 
you stepped out of it for a while then you came back into it and you've just been sort of evolving and trying different things and like you said you're learning so much along the way you're finding better ways to communicate better ways to be together better like what works what doesn't and i think it's really interesting even like the interesting piece of like at the beginning when you were sort of like interested in the i keep wanting to say pool boy but in the landscape (laughs) the landscaper and then the and then the like the guy you met on tinder and like adam had some concerns and was a little bit nervous about it and then like the tables have turned a couple of years later and now Adam's got a a potential prospect and then it's causing a little bit over here. And so I think it's just, it's just been a really interesting like way that you two have grown into this and are just finding it. And I can really appreciate that. I know a lot of times we like ask a lot of questions about like what's been hard or what have you learned, but like you've weaved a lot of that in through the story and it's, and I think it's all hard, but it's fun. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's not perfect. Right. And there's all sorts of different insecurities and jealousy and scarcity mindset and all these things. And like, there are things that we can both relate to. And I imagine so many people can. Um, so I, I love, I really enjoyed the story and (laughs) I'm wondering like, are there things that like anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to like get out there before we let, let you go and have the rest of your evening. And again, like just, Thank you for sharing everything. I know it's also yeah. we're going to expect an update at some point right? because I feel like you're very like in the middle of figuring this all out. And like, we're I, like both of us, we always are, you know. So it's it's this is a just a, the stage yeah. where you're at. But who like who knows what else you'll be figuring out down the road? <laughs> I guess the only thing I would like touch on, and I feel like you guys talk about it all the time, is like community. And I know you have your Patreon groups and it's always like in the back of my head. I'm like, Oh, we should do that because where we live in the country, Adam mentioned, we're in a really small town. We don't have a support system. And I have my one good friend and her husband and they're wonderful. And I really love like being able to share all these difficult situations and fun times with her, but it'd be so amazing to have a better sense of community and, um, and maybe we should try and be better about that. It seems a little, I don't know. I mean, obviously the whole world's changed with COVID now. Everyone's doing the online thing. Here we are having a Zoom chat with you guys. So maybe it's possible. I don't work in the Adams in the business world. So he Zooms all the time. No, no, I absolutely I hate video. I just, I, like, I, I, all, all my business, I prefer to do it in face-to-face. And that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I think, yes, I'm sure there's something to being a part of a online community. I just wish we had it locally face to face, but that's why we travel to places like desire or Vegas, because there is more of those people who are in the same mindset and you can find that sense of community. So that's the only thing I feel like we lack that. I think it's important. Of course we can stumble through it ourselves as we've been doing, Yeah. but I do, I find it helpful to have someone to talk to or someone to listen to like you guys are my friends and we don't even know you (laughs) (laughs) no we get it and and agree and i think that like we went a very long time without having that community and i will say like the first couple years we were doing this we were in a city in the u.s where there were a lot of people but community wasn't really a thing because everybody was so hush hush right and that sounds very similar like there's probably 
a lot more people doing it than you know, but maybe nobody's talking about it. And I think then it's, what's the point, right? You, it's still not a community then. And when you start to have people around you that you can say like, this happened and they don't go like, well, obviously you're fighting, you're fucking another guy, right? Like if, if you can get away from that mindset and people can just hear it and say like, oh, well, I understand because I did that too. And I had this yes. happen or like that. It's, it really, it really reinforces that like, you're not doing something that you shouldn't be. And also that like, you're human and you're going to make mistakes and other people made those mistakes before you and there'll be more to make them after you. And so, yeah. yeah. I mean, and to that point, I cannot even tell you, I could count on fingers and toes how many of my girlfriends and acquaintances. Count on fingers and toes. I can't. Too many? Too many to count. Too many toes. How many of my friends and acquaintances have had affairs? And I don't want to say like that we're morally superior to them because we're doing it openly and honestly, but Maybe just there's a little bit. Maybe a little bit. There's a little bit of that. Like, hey, if you guys would just be honest with each other, like we're doing, and but you can't because there is always going to be that hush hush. And but they look at they look at conservative town. They look at it from the other's perspective to say an affair is okay if they don't find out about it. No one gets hurt, and I can't believe that you're openly having sex with other couples. Maybe you know. Yeah. It's yeah. Only, it's only, only, it's only grass bad. Is only greener. Yeah. It's only it's only bad. It's only bad when the husband catches him. <laughs> well, I can't I can't subscribe to that myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I But that mindset does exist. Yeah. It definitely does exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and interesting. And thank you both again for like for reaching out for one and for coming on and and sharing and being vulnerable and being open with us. We we genuinely and greatly appreciate it so thank you yeah and we know that someone out there listening will find your story relatable and like it always happens most people find something that they relate to in every episode just even if it's going well i fucked that up too yeah Yeah. Yeah. i think when i initially contacted you guys like i always felt like the podcast of yours that i connected with the most were people who were most quote-unquote like us right um but and so sometimes I would read like the description. I'd be like, Oh, well they're like a queer single guy. And I'm like, well, that has nothing to do with me and I don't want to listen to it. But then I decided that I needed to put that mindset away because those people have just as much insight into the, this interesting thing that we're all figuring out. Right? I don't know how to, but <laughs> I just thought I better open my mind because just because they don't do the same thing and they're not the same people as us doesn't mean they don't have interesting advice to offer. And so, yeah, I've really started enjoying listening to other stuff that's not just like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Plus, then you never know. You f- might find out you are more like that than, sure. you, than you ever thought. Yeah, so. right. Someone you listen to, you might find, like I just said a minute ago, you might find something you relate to them yes. on. So. Yeah. So, yeah, well, th- thank you both again. We had a wonderful time chatting, and uh, I know you guys are super tired, but I do have a funny. I know you liked. So, we were traveling, just the two of us, and we were in a hotel and having really fun night, just the two of us, and decided to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> decided, I, I didn't even know, she didn't know where this about. is going. And I decided to sort of sexy text our unicorn girlfriend. 
and I didn't send a picture or anything, but I sent a text along the lines of like, Oh, I'm really enjoying Adam's cock or whatever. Wish you were here. Right. Something like that. No, you sent the picture. I did not send a picture. You hundred percent said it wasn't, it wasn't like a, I think it was, you were like sitting on my face, but no. you couldn't see anything. No, I don't think I sent a picture. Okay. Sorry. To, sorry to interrupt. No, I'm pretty sure it was just the text. Okay. And as soon as I hit send, I go, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to the person with the same name, but not the right person. As you can imagine that happens. And thank goodness the person that I sent it to. So we're sitting there and I'm going, Oh my God, I sent it to the wrong girl. I sent it to the wrong girl. And then as I thought about it, I was like this other person that I happened to send it to of all the people in my phone is a very open-minded, fairly liberal person who had no clue what Adam and I were about. Um, but I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. Cause she's cool. She's cool. And then months later it did come up in conversation and we laughed about it. And she goes, Oh my gosh. She goes, I didn't know what to say. I showed it to my husband. <laughs> it was very awkward, but we laughed. And then she texted me like three days later and said, just got this. Don't worry about it. We were camping like, so we didn't have service, but anyway, <laughs> it was sort of <laughs> to text the wrong person. That yeah. was it was funny at the time. Maybe this is not so funny. That sounds horrifying. No, it was. No, no. It, it, she was super, at least she was super cool with it. Yeah, at least you can laugh about it now. And she's cool with it. And like you said, it could have been way worse. Like, and, the, and this, this person is in our town. Yeah, okay. we see them often. It's not and like they they're are in a cool. different state or whatever. Yes. And the only other funny yeah. was at Desire when we were, we, we were hooking up with a couple and then we moved out to the lawn. And mm-hmm. our other friends who are from our town who came to Desire with us, as our moral support, our pants on lifestyle friends. Like we don't hook up with them. Um, but you know, how just, you guys have been to desire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was like late night snacks. It was like really late. And my friend came walking by, they were going to go eat their like, no, they had their, they had like they had, pizza. They had their pizza they had in their, their hand. Pizza in hand. They were like done for the night. And here we are out on the lawn outside just of our friends, like going to town, just totally getting on with this other couple. And my friend looks and she goes, Oh, I think that's Kristen. And I go, Hey, like as I'm getting it from behind from this other guy and I waved to her, like, this is normal. And then, and then they came over <laughs> and then and they put their pizza down and they came over and hung out with us and they got it on. It was fun. Anyway, not so much a blooper, but just kind of funny. Spontaneous, the spontaneous. Lives, uh, the lives we live. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thanks for the fun bloopers too. We always love them. (laughs) So thanks for, thanks for chiming in and, and adding those. Uh, And yeah, thank you again for everything. Have a wonderful rest of your night. You too. Thanks. You too. Thanks. And we're back. A huge thank you to Kristen and Adam for coming on the show and for sharing everything that you did. We love talking to you and just, yeah, we're so grateful to have met both of you. Yeah, I will just quickly echo Emma's gratitude. Thank you both for coming on and sharing and for uh, learning the way you did and sharing it with us. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I did want to jump in and make one correction to something Adam said, which was he said men don't talk about sex and feelings. And I'm going to argue that point because, well, because I'm part of the Patreon communities 
men's group. And every month we all get together and we have amazing conversations about exactly these things. And it has been an incredible source of support for me in my life and as well for Emma. Well, not the men's group. For, well, I don't know. It's probably impacted you positively because... It probably has, but definitely the women's group as yeah. well. And I'm sure like it is a stereotype that men don't talk about their feelings. And so when they have a space to do that, it's amazing. And what we say here at the podcast is fuck stereotypes. We don't do that shit. Exactly. We haven't said that before, but, but we're going to start saying now? it now. <laughs> and I think, I think after that, Kristen said something to the effect of, hey, we should join this community because... Well, we live pretty remote, and it would be really great to have some community. We agree, Kristen. We would love to see you in there. <laughs> Good plug. No no pressure at all. <laughs> A quick reminder, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There you can find information to sign up for our Patreon community, a link to buy your shirt that says Give Love, and links to our upcoming meet and greet on August 30th. And the last thing you can find links to are... Ways to save $10 at stdcheck.com. Woohoo! Woohoo! Again, this is MNI's favorite way to get tested for STIs. It is super fast. It is super simple. And at about $130, when you use the link on our website that saves you $10, it's affordable. It is. And it supports the show financially. So we appreciate that as well. Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who has used that in the past and who's about to go click on that link and get tested right now. Next week, we have an interview with Bree, and it's amazing. So come back in one week and listen. It is high energy and just positive vibes all around. Yes. And so we're super excited for that. We will see you all in a week. And I don't know if you can hear this boat that just decided to fire up its <laughs> engine, but if you can, well, welcome, Sorry about that. welcome to the end of the podcast. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.